your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Thomas Welch. And I'm Josh Hyman. And we've got a fun episode for you today. Uh, the Blues kind of flipped roles with the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, lost 4-3 to last night instead of winning 4-3. to Wasn't a very strong game from the Blues overall, but the end was absolutely electric. Gave us a little bit of... Uh, Give us a little bit of momentum going into this weekend since the games against the Colorado Avalanche are suspended, postponed, so we will be going up against the Arizona Coyotes again on Saturday and on Monday. But Josh, what did you think of the Blues' performance last night? Uh, I think it was a really uninspired 58 minutes, 57 minutes, and then an extremely inspired three minutes. And, I mean, you could take away from this game what you will, but I, I think the one thing that I will say that's kind of a positive takeaway is the one thing that will kind of hopefully last throughout the rest of the season is the play of the last three minutes when they struck for, you know, three goals in rapid succession. That's that's the 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 blues hockey that you I guess can not expect, but you hope will become more of the norm moving forward. So if you do want to kind of take a silver lining away from this game, it is the fact that for a couple minutes there, the Blues offense looked, you know, just as scary and dynamic and explosive as we've all been hyping it up to be. And they showed their potential to be, you know, to strike quick and score a bunch of goals. And if the team got a little bit better of an effort throughout the first few periods, then this game would have been completely different if the if the end happened the way it did. But, you know, it, it didn't end in a shutout. So that's always good. Yep, always a positive. But I do think definitely the first period kind of set the tone for the rest of the game. And Same similar to Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. And except the Blues didn't really turn it around in that first period. They got outshot fifteen to nine. Uh, came out the second period, outshot the Coyotes sixteen to ten. Came out the third period and outshot the Coyotes eighteen to five. And obviously, part of that was just the absolute chaos after pulling Jordan Bennington. But I think it really does kind of show that this Blues team has to do a better job of getting off to a hot start and kind of dictating the pace of play because I feel like the Blues weren't ready for the Arizona Coyotes. And, dude, Ranta had a fantastic night as well. I don't think we should take anything away from the Coyotes. They definitely came out, came to play, guns a-blazing. I think they blocked 24 shots on the night which is just absolutely insane. And to add those potential shots onto the total of 40 that the Blues had, 43, 43 yeah. yeah, just an, an absolutely insane amount of pucks being funneled toward Granta's way. Uh, had a shutout for most of the game, so there's something to be said for that. But this this Coyote defense definitely uh, stepped up to play, put their bodies on the line in those shooting lanes. And uh, comparatively, the Blues had eight blocked shots on the game, so... Uh, and I know there's a lot of things wrong with our defense right now, and we'll get into that later on in the show. But a little bit of room for improvement for this Blues team overall, but the offense still looks like uh, they're getting a lot of possession and a lot of pucks on net, so that's always nice to see. The slow start has been sort of a consistent problem that the Blues have had all year, and it's led to them getting into a lot of uh, a lot of holes in games. I think that they've that this was their seventh game allowing the first goal. They were 5-1 and one previously. Obviously, now they're 5-2, and two, so... You can't really rely on having a absurd record when when giving up the first goal in order to you know have success throughout a season. You need to rely more on uh, you know consistent play through a full sixty. 
So it's definitely a problem that they need to work out. But I think having one solid problem that you can identify as sort of a trend in, in recent games is better than a multitude of issues that you don't really know how to fix. You kind of touched on it, but letting up three goals right off the bat, two in the first period and then one one in the second, that's that's a deep hole for any team to dig out of, much less a team that's kind of got a beaten and battered defense at the moment with Bertuzzo sitting out and Colton Pareko seems to have a lingering injury as well. So it's, it's hard to come back for that. Uh, obviously, if anyone can come back from that, it's this Blues team that we've seen time and time again, especially on the road to the Stanley Cup. When The second you count them out, they come back come at you full force but wasn't enough a little bit too little too late but uh, we'll see how they go and attack this same team moving forward uh, over the course of this weekend and I think that's going to be a lot of fun because I mean anytime you see a team it almost feels like a playoff series right because you're seeing a team four times in a row yeah and you mentioned Colton Pareko and I definitely do want to get back to that I think we could spend maybe the entire second segment talking about that to be honest because I've got some I've got a a few concerns there I'm going to be honest especially after tonight but um yeah, it definitely an opportunity this weekend for the Blues to bounce back. And I think that they showed some fire at the end of the game. I think that, you know, reading Barubi's comments that have been coming out over the past few minutes as we've been recording um, show that he's starting to get a little frustrated. He basically said, you know, there's a lot of guys that are showing up every night to compete, but right now we've got too many guys that just aren't trying hard enough. And I think that that's a pretty, pretty you know, lack of sugarcoating from Barubi just basically saying, yeah, we, we aren't working hard enough. And if that's how he's speaking to the media, you know, behind the scenes in, in the locker room, he's calling out those players by name and he, he isn't afraid to sit players or move them down lines. As we've seen with Vince Dunn. So I expect a big, big, big response this weekend, especially get the blues getting the opportunity to play Arizona again. I think that they're got to be very frustrated um, with tonight's result. And I don't think that they, they, I mean, they probably don't know, didn't know, that they're playing Arizona again. So kind of probably finding that out after the game is, is going to set, set these guys in motion to have a nice little revenge game this weekend. Cause I'm sure that that was good news to hear that they have a chance for revenge sooner rather than later. If I remember correctly in the post game comments, Ryan O'Reilly said they were told at the morning okay. skate, I think that they would be playing. Okay. Arizona. So they did. So that know. is kind so of cool. But, right. But you're definitely right that it's a great opportunity for them to bounce back and kind of It's definitely a statement game on this next one coming up on Saturday. So uh, if you're looking for the Blues to have a massive bounce back like we are, and you think they're probably going to hit the over uh, like a certain someone thought they were going to and still somehow managed to make $100 even after being shut out for the majority of the game, I don't know who that would be. But uh, (laughs) if you want to dip into a little bit of that excitement that I felt, because holy crap, I mean, just a brutal game all the way around watching, but at the end of the day... (laughs) I somehow made some money off of it. So if you want to get yourself into that situation, you got to go to our friends at betonline.ag because they're the only people that we trust when it comes to online betting. Make sure you use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. There's no reason to sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And like I said, don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus because the Super Bowl is coming up, Josh. And I know I got the Chiefs easy because they're the favorite and they're a historically great offense. But I know you, you got, you're betting on Tom Brady. Tommy and I did a fun thing where we both emptied our entire sports betting wallets on the, uh, <laughs> on, on the opposing teams in the Super Bowl this weekend. I took the Bucks because, you know, got to rep Brady. He, he's not losing another Super Bowl. Um, and Tommy went with the Chiefs for every reason that he stayed. I took before. the greatest quarterback of all time, Patrick Mahomes. Damn. Damn. <laughs> 
I mean, to be fair, Tom Brady has gone through some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time in this run, including Trevor Heineke. Yeah, that is true. Fair enough. He's put a. He's put a. I. I mean, honestly, both these teams are wagons. But if you've got a wagon in your driveway and it's not going anywhere, <laughs> you need a couple parts to fix it. You gotta go to Rock Auto. Because with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. rockauto.com is also a family business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So especially... In a pandemic, it's important for us to help out those family business, and they need us now more than ever. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Now, Josh, we talked a little bit about Colton Pareko, but I wanted to touch on it a little bit more because one of those goals... Uh, was very not Colton Pareko, in my opinion. Like, there's not a lot of times everyone... Second one or third? Second one, I think. I think it was the second one. I could be wrong, though. Connor Garland yeah. was the guy who scored it. But And Connor Garland's a fast dude, don't get me wrong. He's a little short king, fast dude. I root for him when he's not playing the Blues. But you don't like seeing that from Colton Pareko, and it's a head-scratcher when you do, because everyone talks about his skate speed and his stride and his physicality, bodying guys, just separating men from the puck, I feel like, is one of his biggest traits as a defenseman and knowing that he's playing with a lingering injury and then seeing a play like that causes reason for concern. And I think honestly, if Bertuzzo wasn't out with an injury, if Marcos Gandela wasn't missing this game with, I think they said an upper body injury. So like his chest area, I I would like to see Colton Pareko sit, not because he's been playing terribly, uh, but, but but because he's probably exhausted and his body needs to recuperate at this point. Yeah, I, I just, you know, the initial worry is that this is, is like you said, just having that sort of needs a little bit of rest uh, and relaxation to recover uh, just because they have been playing so many games recently and he hasn't really had the chance and not one of those things where they're like, okay, it is an injury, it sucks, but we'll play out the season and then address it afterwards. You know, that's, that's, my, that's my fear is that this – rather than just being sort of like a minor lingering injury, just sort of something that's nagging, like we've seen in the past with like right. Tarasenko and stuff, where the second that the Blues get out of the playoffs or whatever it may be, Colton Pareko is going to end up needing surgery. That's 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 my, my worst fear. And even if it's not, it's just worrying seeing, you know, who we thought at the beginning of the season was going to be our number one defenseman. Obviously, we've been lucky enough to have Justin Falk emerge so successfully, but have him look so, so yeah i don't even know i don't even know where this team would be at without thought that tonight at this yeah point. um no but seeing him very obviously off is concerning uh at least we know that it's not obviously just a decline in play he is injured but it, it, it's worrisome that we potentially have to rely on someone with a nagging injury who, that is very much hindering his athleticism something that he relies on so heavily it, it, it's definitely not something that you not something that I hope the Blues deal with in, in the long run. I hope that something sooner rather than later gets addressed in terms of the Colton Pareko situation because you need him at full strength for the for the majority of the season if you want to be successful. It is concerning just because 
Uh, it's not like they're limiting his ice time either, right? He's one of the uh, highest accumulating ice time among defensemen, uh, right next to Tori Krug and Justin Falk, I believe. So feels like Barubi is still kind of utilizing him as that number one guy. I mean, uh, he tried to put him on a line with Vince Dunn today, I think. I think it was a minus two on the first two goals. So just right off the bat, not feeling too hot. But v- Vince Dunn, one of the hotter defensemen um, on the team right now. He's been playing great the last couple of games. I feel like he couldn't function the way he needs to uh, as his player type because of the nagging injury on Colton Pareko. And I think they ended up moving Pareko with Krug mm-hmm. later. And I think that worked a little bit better. But And then they put Vince Dunn with Justin Falk. I think that was, I think honestly moving to this weekend, I think that should be the linings, unless somehow Scandella's back or Bertuzzo. I think it'd be crucial for us to get either of those guys back. But uh, yeah, the defense right now is just kind of a revolving door of like moving parts and guys not feeling 100%. So you'd think at some point it kind of evens out and everyone gets on the same page, starts playing to the best of their capabilities. And then we uh, hopefully, but that happens before the playoffs. But you never know with how this season goes. And we might not even make the playoffs with how this season goes because there's been so many COVID cases. So Yeah, I mean, I think a big, just to address that really quickly, I think a big thing about that is going to be point percentage. You know, if the season inevitably ends and teams have drastically different number of games played, they're going to go based off of points percentage. So that being said, the Blues are doing all right in that so far. But that's a kind of a future problem. No, but it's definitely... I think it plays on the theme that we were talking about earlier in the year when the Blues as a whole were having more struggles. You know, right now it's just sort of the defense. But at the beginning of the year, we were talking about how it was just hard for guys to get up to speed and to get into a rhythm when the Blues were in the penalty box all the time. And also since they didn't have uh, uh, enough training camp, it's the same thing with defense when these guys are playing on different pairings and different sides when it comes to like Justin Falk and you know, Colton Pareko hasn't had a chance to get up to full speed, like injury wise. It's it's very tough to to generate a cohesive, you know, the ability to play cohesively as a unit, and and that's why I think the defense has looked so shaky at times. It's not like I don't know. I don't want to say the defenses look bad. It's just they've it's been somewhat simple mistakes that they've been making, which seems like something that will be could be ironed out just once the unit the the pairings get more solid, but that's just tough to do with Colton Pareko playing so much below what he's capable of because of that nagging injury. You know, he, he's he's not Colton Pareko right now. He, he's a poor right. man's Colton Pareko. He's a shell and, and, of himself. Right, and you can't, you can't game plan the way that you would normally because you don't have one of the best defensemen at the league at his size, if not the best. So not to discount Victor Hedman, so definitely not the best, but... I, I digress. It's, it feels like the Blues are playing a style that assumes Colt Barreco's at full full strength when he is far from it, and it's hurting mm-hmm. them. When if yeah. they're, I mean, even if they're gonna play, like, fine, if you're gonna play him through injury, you have to at least account for that. It seems like they're playing him, expecting him to be able to gallop up and down the ice and play, you know, at goal line to at goal 100%. line. Right, which when and he can't, not. when you need right. to sort of have him be maybe like a top of the face off dot to the goal line sort of player, not getting involved as much offensively, whatever. But it, they're still relying on him to carry the load offensively as well, which I think is hurting him a lot defensively and leaving him out of position, like we saw tonight, um, when he just wasn't able to turn. His mobility is is decreased, so he wasn't able to catch up with Garland. I think if you're going to at least play him through injury, you need to be knowledgeable of where he's, his game is hindered right now and, and, and take note of that. And you pretty much have to treat him as if he's a completely different player because he is with the way he's playing right now. And that's no fault of his. He's clearly just hindered by 
a nagging injury. There's definitely a camp of Blues fans that's like, well, if he's... Because I, I remember he was taking maintenance days uh, towards the beginning of the season. Everybody was like, well, what's going on? And they're like, well, he's just tired. Uh, but it seems like there's a little something else that they didn't want to tell us. But I know there's a camp of Blues fans that's like, well, if he's hurt, sit him. But at this point, with Bertuzzo out, uh, and then Scandella was hurt as well, and then you slot Gunnarsson in, who are you going to play? You know, And I know there's a lot of people that want to see Scott Perunovich, but at the end of the day, I'm excited about Scott Perunovich too. Don't get me wrong. He, a Hobie Baker winner with the skill set that he has, especially offensively in the skate speed. There's nothing not to love about the kid, but you can't just bring him in First of all, in the middle of a season, not get his feet wet and expect him to just produce right off the jump. And second of all, uh, if you play seven games and you burn his first year of his ELC. And I feel like, especially Doug Armstrong, yeah, exactly. Not a chance. Especially in a shortened season, like why? What's the point? You know what I'm saying? So I think at the end of the day, uh, Colton Pareko just needs a little bit of rest and a little more energy. Uh, But if you need a little more rest and a little more energy, uh, I got a protein bar that you might have heard of that I've got recommended for you. And it's called Built Bar because Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar you have ever had, I promise you. And it is now more delicious, sir, because they have six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Now, the best thing about Built Bars are they're healthy and they're great for the health conscious guy. Each Built Bar has about 150 calories, about 15 grams of protein, and only... 5 grams of sugar and 5 grams of net carbs on average. So you're getting all your bang in terms of a protein bar. or You're getting all those nutrients in there to get that maximum lift that you want. Or if you just want to get yourself through the day, if you feel like you're tiring on, staying up too late like a college student, <clears throat> not to name any names, me, Josh, uh, but <laughs> you just need a little pep in your step. Built Bar is the perfect breakfast bar. It's perfect lunch. Whatever you need, Built Bar has it for you. So check out our promo code with Built Bar. You can go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Like I said, use that promo code Locked On for 20% off at Built Bar for the most delicious protein bar you've ever had. I guarantee it. BuiltBar.com. We'll be right back to finish off this episode after a word from one of our sponsors. Tell you what, we've been talking so much Blues hockey over the past week or so, just because there have been games nonstop, and and not that I don't love it. I, I I've you know I've been waiting for this for a long time. I've, I've loved the daily episodes or whatever, but I do think we have haven't shown any love to anything outside of Blues hockey. And what better time to do that than the weekend of the Super Bowl? Let's yeah, talk. Let's weekend. take five minutes. Five minutes. Talk about the Super Bowl. Well, first, let's just really quick. Let's do locked on players of the weekend. Oh, we got yep. two games okay. coming up, and okay. we won't be we won't be Aaron. Okay, just really um, locked on players of the weekend. Easy choice for me, Mike Hoffman. He's getting hot. He's gonna ha- <laughs> sorry, sorry, man. He's he's getting hot. The the one time is looking deadly. The wrist shots looking deadly. He's scoring at least five goals this weekend. Book it. Damn. Okay. I, just I gotta, kidding. I, not five goals. I mean, Four that's goals. a good bet because he does look like he's he's heating up really fast. And when you get a sniper like that heating up, uh, those goals come in bunches. We, we've seen that before with David Perron. I think he's got like, I don't know how many goals he has on the year, but it seems like he just started getting hot a couple games ago and he's already got like up there in the team lead. So I think that's a very safe bet. I think Mike Hoffman's inches away from just absolutely exploding. If not, uh, uh, this weekend would be a perfect time for it. I'm going to go with someone on the defense. I'm going to go with... Robert Bertuzzo, 
because I heard that he's close to being back. And if not the first game this weekend, I think the second game he'll probably be back. And I think he's going to make a massive impact on this team just because the physicality he brings. And just defensively speaking, it feels like this team needs a boost, right? I feel like Robert Bertuzzo is a vocal guy, an emotional guy, plays with a lot of energy. And I think he can be that boost for this team uh, when he comes back into the lineup. Uh, we might get Scandella like back too. So uh, those two guys right there, I feel like, should solidify the defense or at least make it more solid than we saw in last night. So I'm going to take Bortuzzo. I like that a lot. All right. Uh, Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Where do we start? First of all, first of all, first MVP. of all, Tommy, I want you to – ooh, Tom Brady. Patrick Mahomes. Maybe Travis Kelsey <laughs> since he's the best receiver in the league. Ooh, that's true. That's That's a good one. <laughs> all right. So score prediction. Oh, God. Um, I would say if it's high scoring, I feel like that benefits the Chiefs. If it's low scoring, if it's low scoring, I feel like it's going to benefit the Bucks. So since I've got the Chiefs to win, I'm going to say like, let's go 35 to 28. (laughs) You took mine. We got the Bucks to win. I do have the Bucks to win. If the Bucks play well, I think they're going to rely on their defense. Oh, I don't know about that combo, but good luck. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game regardless. Um, I mean, if you look at the way Brady aired the ball out against the Packers, and, you know, he threw three picks, sure, but... Uh, I was just going to say no, 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 no. But if you look at the way he aired the ball out against the Packers... It's not the focus, and I don't, I, I don't think that the... Besides Tyron Matthew, I, I don't... I mean, the Packers' secondary grand hasn't been good at all. So it wasn't. It was surprising that Brady threw three picks. But I don't think that the, the Chiefs' secondary is anything that's really too frightening in in terms of what Brady's seen in his career. Yeah, I would say the defensive line is what you I, I agree. About. And what is Brady better at than quick passes out to one side or the other when the offensive line is is letting him down? Thanks Patriots. No, but but I I think I think this this game is kind of perfect. The defenses are kind of perfectly catered for each quarterback's strength. I think the, the quick striking ability of the Bucks defense is going to allow Mahomes to use his improv skills to create some big plays. But at the same time, I think the I think Brady is Tom Brady. So regardless of if Pat, mm-hmm. however many touchdowns Patrick Mahomes is going to score, Tom Brady is going to be close behind just because he's Tom Brady. So that's why I'm betting the over. Okay. I think I'm going to go – you took 35. I'll, do, I'll go <laughs> 38, 35. A nail biter. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be really high scoring, and I also think it's gonna be a nail biter. But I, I think it's gonna be a typical. I don't think it's gonna be a, a back and forth game. Okay. I think one team's gonna have a comeback. I, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Brady and Mahomes. That's I mean, fair, and I do think I, I think to their credit, the Chiefs' defense played a lot better last game that I think I have seen them almost all season long. So maybe they're riding high off of that energy. That's, that's one of true. the main reasons I picked the Chiefs also. I'll just never I don't know, man. The Bucks, the Bucks are getting Vita Vea back, though. He wasn't fully healthy that's last true. game. Vita Vea is nasty. And he is just an absolute monster. Plus, have I mentioned Tom Brady? And Patrick Mahomes has turf toe. So there's a lot of things... There's a lot of things playing in here because I think they said and Jackson Mahomes in... is going to be doing TikTok. Jesus, not that kid. But yeah, there's a lot of things that play. I think Patrick Mahomes, or it was reported that he's getting surgery after the season, so uh, maybe he won't be as mobile as we've seen. But also, I don't think anyone expected him to be mobile in the last game after he had a 
fresh off a concussion as well. So maybe he's got time to heal, and maybe that adrenaline just drives him to be like, screw it, leave it out on the field, and we'll address that afterwards. We'll see what happens. But I think that's all the time we got for today. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Locked On Blues podcast. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Locked On Blues. You can follow me on Twitter at 12 or 15, and you can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. But as always, let's go Blues and Chiefs. <laughs>